What's going on, people? Uh, it's that time again. Welcome to another episode of Me, Myself and Basketball. The podcast brought to you by NBA UK fans. It's for the fans, by the fans, man. Uh, I'm Nathan Caton. Hope you guys are well and good, chilling. We've got a very special guest on uh, today's episode. Um, it's a... Uh, it's, it's, it's another another member of the the I call them the, the original G's of NBA UK fans, you know the, uh, the the core members, the core crew. Like okay, like, it's like the, the NWA of NBA fans here in the UK. You know what I mean? Uh, which is a compliment uh, <laughs> if you like NWA, but it's it, it's a compliment in my eyes, right? So on this podcast, we we, we get a we, we get a, an NBA fan on. And they they recount their stories, you know, how they've become a, a fan, the team they support, etc., etc. If I just if I say G Shack, Ginger Shack, you you'll know who I'm on about. The man, the main man is here himself, man. How are you, bro? I'm all right. I'm all right. Been looking forward to this. Like you know, pods are always fun, and this whole kind of pod idea. Um, I absolutely love the idea when the man, the Mister Cooper, came up with it. Well, kind of stole the idea from some bloke who who done a stoke podcast. <laughs> well, no, it is. It, it's good to be here. Um, obviously, it's kind of my podcast, not my podcast, but it, it's my podcast, but not my podcast. Um, so yeah, it's it's something I've been looking forward to doing anyway. I listened to your episode, uh, listened to the subsequent episodes, and I was like, do you know what? Like, this is actually like a really, really good idea. And even people that are new that I call my friends, like. I was learning stuff about them and their journey through basketball. So, uh, yeah, it's basically the whole reason that we kind of came up with the idea, I guess. So, no, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's cool to listen to, like, hear other people's experience, you know. And oftentimes, when you hear other people's experience, there's something in that that you can relate to. It's like, oh, yeah, I did that as well, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear your story. But first things first, right, which I want to ask, which you may have explained on many occasions, you may be bored of it, but where does the name G-Shack come from? Did you come up with that, or was that something given to you? So basically, what happened was, was uh, I attended the first global games that I went to, was in 2016. Oh, yeah. It was uh, the Orlando Magic versus your beautiful Toronto uh, Raptors. <laughs> yeah. And um, there was, the there was before the before the game, there was a double-decker bus. Mm-hmm with a hoop attached to it and such like. And it was hosted by Marriott. Marriott Rewards. They've been doing stuff all the way through the week with Didier Drogba and, um, you know, other massive NBA fans such as, uh, you know, Adebayo Akinfenwa mm. and all these guys. So I kind of seen that. And the whole kind of thing was they were going to have Michael B. Jordan there. Oh, yeah. Because Creed was coming out. He was in London. So he'd done this kind of like, you know, like where there was like a fan participation and he got to like go on the little mini court and and do shots and whatever. And subsequently on that day, I chose to rep the magic. So I had a Shaq jersey on. So, off I go. Yeah, I know, I know. You you got the victory. Let's not start. And uh, so I'm there. I'm doing it. For anybody that has seen me with a ball in my hand, they will know that in the politest possible way, it's like watching. Well, just basically, it's horrible. It's horrific, <laughs> but you know, I'm a man. Of, I'm a man of the people, Nathan. I'm a man of the people, Nathan. And I was like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna give it a go. So I'm also somebody who, who thrives on attention. I'm gonna put it out there. I thrive on attention. You know, so I was no. awful. 
Yeah, so I was awful. And the main man hosting it was a guy called Simon Hosanna, who you can mm. find on Handel's Funky Town. Basically the MC for all the global games. He'd done the 2012 Olympic Games. So uh, he was basically like, oh, up, up he steps again, Ginger Shack. <laughs> so that was it. The ball kind of started rolling. So then literally, as I say the word roll, it got to my turn again, and I attempted an audacious three-point shot, which, after the ball left my release, i done a front flip. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, there's people watching me. Let's do this. Woo-woo! Oh, man. Go G-Shack! <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and kind of from there, like, it was a bit of a running joke between me and a couple of mates and then uh, they went to the game with, and then I changed my handle to it. And then I kind of basically built a little bit of a brand around it, I guess. Like, it was when I started going to NBA things and nobody knew my actual name. Um, okay. you know, I basically became like, you know, like a superhero, but really shit. Um, like, I was like, well, to, to, to make you understand, I was like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turd. Like, I was just awful. Nice reference. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But no, so yeah, that's where that's where the name kind of came from, and um, luckily I went to like some more events, and I mean a couple of years ago, my mom and dad come down to an event I was helping organise, mm. and uh, they were like, uh, they heard people, oh, yo, what's up, G Shack? <laughs> All right, G. And my dad was like, my dad was basically like, my God, they actually call you in. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What has yeah, become so of you, son? That's where that came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. There was just a moment where he was kind of stood there and he was just like, Jesus. <laughs> my God. Um, I mean, I've, 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 I am the king now, father. I've, I've, got, I've just got an image of you doing a yeah. front flip because, like, I mean, when you, when you say did it, did it, was it a proper flip or was it more like a, a roll, like a wobbly poly? Like, you know when, like, so have you seen the film... Kung Pao. No. Well, basically, just imagine really shit martial arts <laughs> and a front flip that was probably, in my head, mate, it was like a commando roll. <laughs> I was like Jack Bauer. I was like, do you know what I mean? I was, but probably it was at the speed of like a falling baby elephant. <laughs> Wait. So yeah, it was a, uh, when you when you finish a flip, right? Um, did you stand up and like kind of chuck your hands out and take in all the applause in, in your head? You thought it was amazing, like, like a gymnast. God, you can bet I did. I jumped up, back on my feet, hands in the air, like you have a new god, people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, to which my mate Shugs was just stood there, like, oh for God's sake, it's happened again. He's got a little bit of attention. <laughs> have you have you seen yeah. Coming to America? I have. I have. Hey, I you have. know, this, you know the, uh, the Randy Watson scene when he's singing Sexual Chocolate? And at the end, he drops the microphone and puts his arms out. I can, that, I can imagine that's you. Basically. Basically, yeah. That was it. Like, that was... <laughs> like, in my head, there was, like... I was in the middle of the O2 arena, but it wasn't. It was outside <laughs> in a cold, basically, dome <laughs> on a concrete floor um, surrounded by people that were just oh, like, man. is this guy been set up as a ringer? Because he's awful. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of where it came from, and it, you know, at the end of the day, if you're blessed with something, you run with it. So I ran with it, mate. That's a great name, man. And I mean, the story is even better. Yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. 
<laughs> so you said you went to that event, the, the Global Games event. Were you uh, a basketball fan before before that event? So yeah, I'd, I'd, I kind of I became a basketball fan like three weeks before the Global Games one of the years. Like so, okay. Um, I know we're obviously going to cover it, but we might as well cover it now. So yeah, the reason I became a basketball fan is because I had a best mate who was a uni student. Mm. and broke oh, okay so it got to like christmas and and uh it was like christmas time and i'd got him a bottle of jack daniels and uh, got an engraved glass on it so it was a nice set and, and he said oh, i've got your your christmas present here and i forget what the year was but he handed me nba 2k from about four years prior okay so and i was like oh yeah cheers dude thanks man that's ace <laughs> wicked <laughs> Sarcasm. <laughs> just you know, you know, you do that thing where you're like, you do that thing where you're like, oh no, nah, man, I really appreciate that. You didn't need to. Yeah. And then part of me is like, no, really, you didn't need to. It's kind of like when your grandma gives like a some socks or a, or a, a, a knitted jumper. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, but then it turned out to be a blessing because you know, one night we're having a few beers. We were like, oh, should we play a game? Oh, do you know what? Let's stick that NBA game on. So we did, and, and I, uh, I, at the time, I just went with the Bulls because I was like, oh, I know them. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I'd had an understanding of basketball beforehand, like the Lakers and the Nets and whatever, but I was like, I'll go the Bulls, you know, the Michael Jordan effect. Okay. Um, the game was that old. Michael Jordan was nearly on the roster. <laughs> um, but no, so, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, what, what play is that? I'm not sure. It's just an 8-bit cube. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but so so we started playing that and and I got really into it and then we kind of finished playing it. We had a few beers. We had some you know some like takeaway. A BT Sport. They, they get there was a game on BT Sport. So I was like, oh man, we really enjoyed playing it. Mm. How about we watch it? And it was uh, the Dallas Mavericks versus the Chicago Bulls. Okay. Um. So I very nearly could have become a Mavericks fan. Good. Good swerve. <laughs> Thank God I didn't because you know they haven't got a bright future or anything. Um, <laughs> So uh, I became a Bulls fan, and it was just like it was kind of just after D Rose had come back from being injured. Okay. Um, and there was like Paul Gasol, and uh, Lol Deng had left. He was in Miami, he was mm. in South Beach, and uh, you know there was still the legends of Chicago like Joakim Noah and mm. Aaron Brooks and Doug McDermott. Jimmy Butler was kind of rising to prominence, and I was like, you know, these guys might be my team. They might be my team, you know. And I was, I was a Bulls fan. And there was a lot of parallels to, to various reasons, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but but why the Bulls made sense for me. Uh-huh. So that's how the, the Bulls love a fair start. Yeah, because if you, if you don't know, um, G-Shack's a massive Bulls fan. Um, you see him on Instagram, he's just yeah, Bulls mer- merchandise, left, right and centre. I mean, so, okay, before that, though, um, before you, that you got that basketball game, you, you said you had watched basketball or seen basketball before. Who who had you who had you watched who had you seen any particular players or teams who had kind of like caught your attention? Um, so obviously I I was I was fully aware of like even even outside of sports. So I'm a Liverpool fan. Mm-hmm. So I was like you know there was I was aware I've always been a sport guy. So I've always been aware of the likes of Kobe Bryant and you know I knew about Tony Parker because obviously he married Eva Longeria and and as a teenage boy that was relevant information. <laughs> um, <laughs> He took my woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, let's not, let's not, let's not mess around. It. It's probably one of the few times that Tony Parker dropped the ball. But um, hey. you know, so 
so so yeah thank you very much hey <laughs> so yeah so i was always aware of like lebron james and Shaq and, and people like that um mm. and i played a lot i tried to play it in school but um yeah. you know i was kind of more like the you know i picked up other sports instead because basketball didn't appear to be my forte because mainly because <laughs> i was very short and I had, a, I had a teacher who was like, right, guys, so we're going to play basketball this week. Um, who wants to be in goal and who wants to be the striker? <laughs> um, so, you know, when for anybody, yeah, true story, true story. Um, okay, and we had a guy in our school called Ali. Um, he, was, he was the tall kid. So it was like, you're going to be the goal wing tack strike attacker. <laughs> and he was just like, yes, sir. All right, sounds good. Um, so we just picked a tall guy, and uh, obviously, being the short guy, I uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't get picked. But I bought a pair of Jordans anyway, because you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, man, it's gotta be done. Yeah. Okay, cool, man. Sweet, sweet. So, Bulls fan, hardcore Bulls fan as well. What are your apart from that that first game against the Mavs? What are your like your earliest memories of you know following the Bulls? So obviously there's the whole Space Jam effect. Like, you know, that was like my childhood seeing Space Jam, getting the McDonald's toys, loving it. Um, I remember, I remember, I honestly remember, I love Space Jam that much. My mom wanted to buy me a Space Jam jumper. Okay. And uh, I was the kid that was like, no, 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 I don't want to wear like, I don't want to wear character clothes, mom. Like, I'm not a kid. <laughs> um, and subsequently now I'm a 29 year old who wears Space Jam jumpers. And uh, yeah. <laughs> So um so obviously like the whole MJ thing and then and when I was kind of picking a team I was like because I was like I'm really I really enjoyed it so I'm gonna get into basketball and we were like we're all gonna pick a team so I was like right let's let's go based on my sports my sports history so I need a team that wears red yeah so I was like right red red's my favorite color so obviously I had many options I could have been a Hawks fan but they were kind of riding high at the time. And I was like, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a glory, glory hog here. <laughs> Mate, glory hunter and hawks is an oxymoron, man. Hey, dude, it was the year where they had like the five all-stars. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, like, I remember. Like, that was when <laughs> yeah. people were like, oh, the hawks are going to be something. And then they obviously became less hawks and more pigeons. And didn't rise to anything. Um, R.I.P. Al Horford's career once he left. So obviously what kind of happened there was like, narrowed it down. And I was like, right, I'm a Liverpool fan. What are preconceptions of Liverpool fans? Mm-hmm. Aha, we love history. We have an awful team at present. And we just basically talk talk about the fact <laughs> that back in a bygone era, we were something. <laughs> and I was like, I've got it. The Chicago Bulls, the 90s, the dynasty. Anyone gives me any flack, I can be like, well, haha, MJ, free Pete, we're the greatest. <laughs> So yeah, uh, that's and that's kind of like where my, my one of my reasons I was like I could be a Bulls fan. Like I, I'm used to talking about backtracking on history for my sport team, um, you know, for my football team. So you know, and and that's kind of like where I, where I settled on. Um, shamelessly, obviously, I'm still currently going through that phase where I'm hoping I see Bulls success again. But you know, the league is crazy; it could happen. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I mean, that is one beautiful thing about the NBA is that there's it's like every dog has a stay kind of thing you know the, the cycle you know it's not like because there's no relegations you know that eventually 
good teams will have their little droughts and smaller teams will come up. But you, that your method for choosing a team works. I mean, I'm a football fan as well. So it's, it's a brilliant method, but I'm just thankful I didn't use that same method because I'm, I'm a Brentford fan. So, oh my gosh, imagine what team I'd support if I followed that same method. I mean, Raptors isn't that exactly far off. But well, I mean, to be fair, mate, you'd probably have to pick a G League affiliate. <laughs> Toronto, nine oh five. Um, yeah, bloody hell, jeez. Oh man, oh man, that's brilliant, man. That's, uh, that's okay, so that's, that's that's how you became a, a, a Bulls fan. Um, who 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 are your favourite players when when you first when you first start following them? Oh, it had to be Derek Rose and and Joakim Noah. Like, Joakim Noah is my kind of guy. Mm. Like, that press conference when they're talking about Cleveland, and he's like, Cleveland? Who wants to go to Cleveland? <laughs> yeah. like, I'm looking forward to being, you know, all that's there is factories. No one says that I'm going to go on holiday to Cleveland. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so I'm, I, you know, and I think my, my, mate, my best mate, one of my best mates, he picked to be a Cavs fan. Oh, no. What, because of LeBron? So, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm gonna say that he's, a, you know, like, like he was like, oh, I just picked him because, like, I really like the jerseys. I'm like, Ain't nobody liking a Cleveland Cavaliers jersey. Y'all picked him because they had LeBron yeah, James. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, just say it with your chest. You're a glory <laughs> hole. D Rose, yeah, Rockham Noah. Um, but big up Rockham Noah. Who I think he, he now he's, he's retiring. Um, or he's retired now. So he did, and 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 I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you know, like. We get the whole thing that they had done with Paul Pierce, where he kind of like re-signed with the, like, and Low Deng done it. Low Deng retired as a bull, mm. so I'd like I'd like Joakim Noah to retire as a bull, and then I'd like him to join Billy Donovan's back office, like you know his, okay. his coaching team, because that was his that was his um that was his college coach. So the stars should align for that. Mm. Chicago Bulls ending players' career since. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. Okay, uh, what's what's your what's been your, your favorite like Bulls game like since following them? So my fa- my favorite ever Bulls game is it was a playoff series. I believe it was twenty sixteen mm-hmm. or twenty fifteen. I can't remember what it was, but Derek Rose. It was against Cleveland Cavaliers, mm. and Derek Rose made a buzzer beating free. Okay, and I was sat there watching this game with my Cleveland Cavaliers following friend. Oh, no. I was, mate, I was like, I was sending him constant videos of it. I mean, I say I'll send him constant videos. We'll get to the time period that I could do this. So I'll send him videos. Someone had done that amazing thing of putting the, the three-point shot with the Titanic music in the background. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was, I was sending him everything. So this this was a Friday night. So, so Friday night, it finishes like three o'clock in the morning. I am buzzing. Like, the Bulls have just won. Joakim Noah's picked up Derek Rose. The Bulls are it. You know, Jimmy Butler's been on fire. Mm. Saturday, I'm flying high. Get to Sunday. The early tip-off. Cavs, Bulls. I'm like, yeah. We're going to go again. We're riding high. I mean, hashtag Bulls Nation. See red. Hoorah. And uh, LeBron James made the buzzer beating free to win the game for the Cavs. And uh, it was basically like... Like at that point, I was like, "Do I follow basketball, or do I go to the toilet and just just flush my head repeatedly for ten minutes and just cry?" <laughs> oh man, but, you know, basketball does that to you, though, man. 
I mean, that's one one of the beauties of you know, of the game. The highs and the lows, man. Exactly. The highs and the lows. Exactly, man. Okay. Well, speaking of lows, all right, what, what's, what's, I don't want to know being a bad time, but what's been your, the low point being a Bulls fan in your time? I'd probably say there's been a couple. Obviously, last season was a particularly low point. Hmm. Um, there was a lot of kind of you know unrest among the franchise. Hmm. Jim Boylan had been hired as a coach. He obviously had the basketball basketball IQ of, prob- in fact, you know, I think he probably had the basketball IQ of my my secondary school teacher, you know, <laughs> as explained earlier. Um, so 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 it just wasn't nice. Like you know, everyone wants to see their team winning, and mm. and Jim Boylan always kind of sort of spoke in like tongues. You know, it was like I think one of his famous ones was, "I'm here to take the player to the road, but I'm not here to make him take the journey." What? You're, you're just kind of like, what are you on about? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I was half expecting him to be like, I'm here to hatch an egg, but the egg shell is not my fault. <laughs> the shell of the egg is the yolk of life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, like the guy just, he spoke he spoke like a Buddhist monk that was on yeah. acid. <laughs> um, All right, Gandhi, thanks. It just, none of it made sense. Um, Do you know what I mean? You're just like, like what are you on about? Um, so that was a low point. Obviously, there was a f- lot of low points, like when Jimmy Butler got traded. Mm. You know, that was a rough time as a Bulls fan. Like, it was all in the same sort of period. Like, we traded Derek Rose to the Knicks, and then Jimmy Butler got traded. Joakim Noah signed with the Knicks. So, like, I very quickly went from having a team that I knew yeah. and I loved to just having campaign. Oh, man. And Michael Carter-Williams is like, my point guards and... Do you know what I mean? Like, my, my, my starting centre was Christian Fellatio. <laughs> I say Fellatio uh, because he sucks. Hey, um, he's here all week. Honestly. <laughs> in it. Killing it. Killing it, mate. Killing it. Oh, yeah, man. So that was probably one of the biggest low points. But, I mean, like, yeah, it's probably the lowest points. But one of the highest points is, weirdly, not even a Bulls game. Okay. It's the last dance coming out. Oh, yeah, I was going to talk to you, because obviously, being a Bulls fan, you can't not talk about the last dance. Yeah, yeah, go on, so. Yeah, so that was just, like, kind of seeing people, like, remembering the Bulls, and, like, also people realising that Michael Jordan was a bit of an asshole, but we all accepted it, because he's Michael Jordan. Mm. You know what I mean? So it was, like, it was an amazing thing to just sort of kind of, like, be a Bulls fan during that time. The world was in a bit of an awful place, mm. and... You know, like, it it caused a lot of traction. It particularly helped the NBA community. Like, you know, I had people in work that didn't even know anything about basketball saying, oh, I'm watching that last dance thing. You know, like, does Dennis Rodman, do basketball players often wear dresses and go into pro wrestling? <laughs> uh, not really. Um, he's kind of the enigma. Uh, man. But my, the, the women loved him, though, man. Like, wow. Jeez. He's basically like, Kyle. I've said Kyle Kuzma's a watered-down Dennis Rodman at the minute. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now that you've said it, I've only just realised that. Oh shit! Yep, yep. Like just kind of like I'm a diamond hair, a mad colour. Like I'm a. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Dennis Rodman basically like had two illegitimate children. Russell Westbrook got his fashion sense, and Kyle Kuzma just wanted <laughs> to be him. Oh shit! How have I not put this together? It's so obvious now that you say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh man, I'm not gonna look at those two players the same. Oh yeah, so off Kyle Kuzma. Look at him. Oh mate, you're like you're like get yeah, in it like just like, I'm gonna just wear random stuff like like I think you rocked up the other week in like a snakeskin shirt and like chucker boots and pink shorts, and you're like you just know he's gone like yeah. this is a vibe, 
And you know Rodman's just sat there like, yeah, pierce your eyebrow and your tongue and your nose and your nipples and then randomly turn up on a wrestling show and, and, and date 80% of the Baywatch cast. Oh, speaking of uh, wrestling shows, did you see uh, Shaq recently? He's in a wrestling match. What's he on? Yeah, I did. You know, My boy rocked he was up. good, you know. My boy rocked up. Well, he he did. He's done it before. He turned up on WWE, didn't he? And there yeah, was the whole yeah. like Shaq versus Big Show. Yeah. That never really happened. Mainly because like Shaq is worth close to a billion pound. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he doesn't need to get put through. Yeah. You know, he's he's not he's injured himself enough. Like you know. Um. Yeah. He went to a table and all that, man. Mate. I was like, wow. This. You know what? I, I can believe this. You know, like. When he's not doing that, you know, t- TNT, mate, it's like, dude, you've got another career here, bro. All right. I mean, to be fair, some of them TNT episodes, they're scripted like that. Like, Charles Barkley ain't that funny. He coming out, he being, he being fed them lines. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm telling you now. No, but, but him and Shaq, though, they do work as a combo. Oh, yeah, massively, massively amazingly. Like, they are literally just, like, a pair of idiots. Like, at times, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, like, when they ask Chuck to name players from teams and he's just got, like, no idea. <laughs> you know, and he's like, you know, who's this? And they're like, you know, this is like, this is like Michael Porter Jr. And he's like, who? Is he playing for the Sacramento Kings? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, Chuck, like, your literal job is basketball, Charles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should know this. <laughs> but they are funny. But, but actually, but- Charles Barkley, otherwise known as the cami of the NBA. <laughs> Um, but we, we will get into the uh, Shaq, and, um, Shaq and Barkley a bit later because it's something we, we, we spoke about this. Um, it will come up later. But um, I want to talk to you about uh, about, about merchandise. Right? Yes. Because um, no, I follow you on Insta and you're always rocking some like nice Bulls gums, some NBA gums. Yeah, um, yeah. What? Okay, first of all, how, how many how many jerseys would you say you have in your collection? So... I know the exact number. The exact number is currently at fifty-eight. Nice. Oh, nice. So I have I have fifty-eight NBA jerseys. Um, I currently have twenty-two teams ticked off the list for jerseys. The majority of the collection is obviously Bulls. Yeah. I say yeah. collection. It's not a collection. It's an investment portfolio. Some people <laughs> buy shares. I buy jerseys. Um, <laughs> nice. You know. What, what was the first jersey you ever bought? The first jersey I ever owned was a Rajon Rondo Celtics. Uh, wait, the white one or the green? The green one that I bought in three sizes too big for £9.50 from Sports <laughs> Direct. Um, and it basically turned up and it's... I mean, if I ever if I ever meet somebody who's having a child and they're a Celtics fan, shout out Boston Brit, go get Mrs. Boston Brit pregnant. I've got oh, yeah. the perfect blanket for you. <laughs> <laughs> They can wear it from baby to adult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, longevity. <laughs> I've, I've got I've got the white one. I think I think my brother bought it for me. Like because basically there was I went through a phase where I was even though I was a Raptors fan, I really liked Rajon Rondo. I thought his playmaking was like this. This guy can ball. Oh yeah. And so my brother got me his his jersey, which I think I think I've still got, or maybe I gave it to my girlfriend. I can't remember. Like, I also, I absolutely love Rondo. Like, I loved Rondo when he was, like, at the Mavericks. I loved him at the Kings. Mm. And then when he came to the Bulls, I was gassed. Mm. I was like, get in. Like, Rajon Rondo is, like, the perfect level of basketball and asshole that I love. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, and But then I looked at it, and I was like, actually, he's a really, really, really nice guy. 
And during that Bulls time, the franchise was split in half. You had like D Wade and Jimmy Butler who were like this kind of like bromance and they were like, we're the all-stars, we're amazing. Mm. And you had Rondo that was kind of inviting the young players like Bobby Portis and, and, and guys like that to dinner and wanting to get to know them. Mm. Um, so I earned a lot of respect for him. And, and through the league, he is widely regarded as a fantastic mentor to, to all of the young players he plays with. Yeah, he's a good player, man. He's a, yeah. I, I think I've got. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned it when uh, when I did my my, my pod for, for Bryn. This it's like a, a Rajan Rondo action figure. Again, I don't know. It's random like merchandise that I have, even though I'm a Raptors fan. And it's just like it's like him on like a little pole, and it's like a little rectangle. Not when I say pole, like a like a swivel pivot, not like a strip pole. And it's on like a, a piece of like on like a little rectangle basketball court. But I love it. Yes, so I believe that's the the muck the McFarlane NBA NBA figures. Oh, okay, okay. So I've got I've got a couple of them, and it's like a clear pole, and like the figure never really stays stood upright, mm. and and he kind of like falls to one side. So I've kind of got like a really drunk Joakim Noah, who like <laughs> looks like he's just kind of falling, um, and I've got a Jimmy Butler and a Derek Rose. So yeah, no, I know exactly what you're on about. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing. What what uh, what 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 other random pieces of like merchandise do you have? Oh, random piece of merchandise. I have a signed Minnesota Timberwolves ball. Okay. That the only reason I got it was because Robbie Fowler mm-hmm. had tweeted a charity auction that one of his friends was doing. Okay. And as it turned out, I clicked on it, and this guy was was auctioning off a Minnesota Timberwolves ball. For charity, and uh, no one had bid for it, so I was like, "This, the, uh, I'm a go for it." So I think I paid sixty quid for it. Okay. And it was signed by uh, it was Carl Anthony Towns' rookie year, uh-huh. which was KG's last year. Ooh, so nice. that roster had uh, Wiggins, Rubio, Garnett, um, Zach Levine, Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Um, a lot of other players that no one remembers the names of because that Wolves team sucked. Well, um, Gorgie Deng. So, <laughs> the blast in the past. You know, so like it was just yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was just like a random thing I bought in, and they were like, oh, and I got I won the bid for fifty quid, and then I felt really bad because I was like, I know this is worth more than fifty quid, so I want to obviously be a generous guy, so I offered them fifty two. Um, I didn't really. Have. <laughs> I ended up giving them, like, I think I said, like, uh, I want to give you £100 for it because I know it's worth, like, around about that. Do you know what I mean? Like, And it's for charity. It was for a, for a young lad with, um, with uh, I believe he had a physical disability. So okay. I was like, you know, here's a bit of extra money for it. So so I've, I've got that, which just sits in a box, like, in a cardboard box at home um, because I don't really want it to get, like, sun-stained or anything like that. I was just kind of like, you know, I'll keep it safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have like, I mean, probably my biggest prize possession NBA wise is I have a copy of NBA 2K21 Okay. with myself as the cover athlete. Get the What? Yeah, yeah. So obviously I, I do some kind of like work with like, I help the guys out with NBA 2K and as a thank you when the next gen dropped, they sent me like a gift box and it had like a Zion jersey in it and 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 whatnot and and the, and a copy of the game, but 
the the cover of the game is me instead of Zion. Oh, sweet. So so that's like probably like one of them things that I'm just like, you know, like that's weirdly super awesome. So yeah, big fan of that. Do you keep that like in a in a special place where it's not touched? Oh yeah, it's it's in a security deposit box. Like, you know, <laughs> it's in it's in it's it's hidden it's hidden in the walls in Chateau de Shack. So you know, it's like um, oh, that's man, that's quality. Uh, have you have yeah, you taken a picture and posted it on, on on your socials? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's on it's on my Insta. Um, I'm gonna check that out. It's on my Insta, which is like super cool. Um, I think it's yeah. But, I mean, it's like, I've got, like, a lot of jerseys, obviously. My favourite jerseys are probably, I've got a white Jordan, um, Mitchell and Ness, which mm. is like, you know, it was a, it was an expensive purchase, but it had to be done. Yeah, um, yeah, I know what you mean, mate. Yeah. And a couple of other Jordans. I've got, like, a, I've got a Jordan, like, shout out to the Market of Throwback store. He hooked me up with a, a clean Jordan 23 champion and, I've also got a Jordan Forty Five jersey, oh, nice. so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean, man. It's like you, you spend money. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I do the same way. I'm like, I'm looking at for like Raptors merchandise and stuff, and then I say to my girlfriend, "What do you think about this?" She's like, "Do you really need it?" It's like, I, I don't need it, but it would be nice to have, wouldn't it? And then I'm just just buying it, man. Oh gosh. Yeah. Your jerseys, right? Do do you do you frame any of them? Any you got any of them framed up? So I haven't got any of them framed. I've always said that if I ever got a signed jersey, I'd frame that. Um, but they mm. currently just kind of like they they hang on a rail just in my in like in a in a spare room, um, and they're just all sort of lined up, obviously in a very nerdy way in terms of balls on one side, Mitchell and Ness followed by <laughs> Nike followed by Champion, um, you know, all kind of just looking pretty. But yeah, I mean, I I I, I bought a lot last year. I think I added probably maybe fifteen pieces last year um, nice, in jerseys, nice. and I, and I do plan on obviously adding more when some more jerseys drop because I know there's the whole thing about like oh you can't wear jerseys unless it's your team, which I understand, mm, but you know, I mean, it's not football. Yeah, yeah, I. It's totally not football. Yeah, like you know, like I'm not I'm not gonna rock with uh, like my my limits are like I'll support my local team, which is Corby Town. I'll buy a Corby Town shirt. <laughs> I wear a Liverpool top. I'm wearing one right now. You know, obviously I've got to have a PSG top because you know jumping. <laughs> uh, but um, I'm I'm never going to be rocking a you know a, a United shirt or a, or a or a City shirt or anything like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I draw yeah. the line at that. I still I still need my dad to talk to me. <laughs> You're not an animal, man. What's your What's your favourite jersey that's not a bald one? So my favourite jersey that is not a Bulls one, um, that I own or just in general? In general. So in general would probably be the 1996 Atlanta Hawks. So Steve Smith era with the Hawk ah. on the front. Um, so that kind of era of jerseys that were largely ridiculed, much like your beautiful Toronto Raptors. Yeah, the dino jersey. You know, the purple <laughs> dino squad. Yeah. That is now one of the most iconic jerseys ever. Is yeah, so that 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 one obviously, purple Dino Vince is obviously up there, hmm. but I do believe the nicest jersey is probably one of them. Yeah, like probably the Hawks. Like you know, I do obviously I do a jersey podcast with Mark, and and we and we went through it. Them nineties jerseys they rained high. Yeah. On, on, on our on our viewpoints, our opinions, like you know, they they kind of go above and beyond sport. <laughs> Okay. Um, some people have took it too far. Mitchell Ness brought out a Diamante Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. 
um, which I affectionately refer to as the Kareem Abdul Bazaar. But yeah, pro- probably probably that Hawks jersey, mm. Steve Smith. Yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm with you on that because that, like you, red is also my favorite color, red and black. So yeah, I see that. Yeah, I, I see you. I see you, and I agree with you. That, that's that's a nice jersey that is. Um, and it's weird how like that that means a lot. That's that's the vindication I needed my whole life. <laughs> Oh, you, you flatter me. It's weird how, like, 90s jerseys, there was, there was a time when it's like, well, this is disgusting. But now you look back and it's like, yo, those 90s jerseys, they, they were banging, man. But do you not think as well, like, you see people now that, like, do you remember, like, the David Seaman, like, like and the yeah, Leeds yeah, United, yeah. all of these mm. ugly-ass goalkeeper kits. And, like, now there's hipster kids in Camden <laughs> rocking that with a pair of, like, flip-flops. They're like, yeah, you just need to understand, like, it's retro. <laughs> It's retro. It's vintage. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So like, I do. I do respect it. I do respect it. But like, they are ugly. No, like they like in a weird way. They're ugly, beautiful. It's hard to explain. Like some of them. Like the tie dye Nets jersey is just beautiful. Like the OG one. Like Drazen Petrovic. That is a beautiful jersey. Obviously, some teams really miss the mark, and they're just hideous. Basically, okay. just Pacers jerseys in general. What, <laughs> what 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 do you make of um the current Miami? The Miami Heat jersey, the uh, I call it the, the slush puppy one. So the slush puppy one, I feel like it's just like you know when you get you know when you've got like film franchises that should just stop making films, Fast and Furious, <laughs> um, and yeah. they and like they're really good, and then they're like we're at the point where people are just gonna do it anyway and watch it and buy it anyway, so like that's where the Miami Heat are. Mm. They exhausted the options the first year. Ah. Oh, was fire the white one we had black we had blue so now the next year we had the black one with the white and the blue and it all and then and it just kept going and then now you've just randomly got this kind of like weird sort of like literally tango ice blast jersey yeah thank you yes um that, that does look good but it is it is a tango ice blast <laughs> yes that's exactly what it is yeah just look at it and get thirsty yeah and pay like it's a tango ice blast because it's it's not that great. It's funny coloured, and it's overpriced, <laughs> like a Tango Ice Blast in the cinema. Oh gosh, That's, bang on, mate, bang on. All right, um, you spoke about um, go- going to events, right? Like you went to the uh, the global games. Um, what, what what events have you been to? Uh, any, have you met any 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 superstars? Anyone interesting? Um, yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, so in terms of like events and stuff, I did the Global Games in 2016. Um, so that was like mm. my first year. So that was just kind of like complete kind of just going. I went, I came down to, like, I went down to London like the day before. Um, and we went to, um, and I went and seen Billy Connolly the night before the game. Okay. Um, so that was like an insane couple of days. Like seeing Billy Connolly, seeing like, you know, seeing NBA games um, doesn't get much better than that. And then the following year, I was like, we need to spend a bit more time down here. So we literally got the train on the Wednesday mm. and maybe 40 minutes after getting off the train, we jumped on a tube and I met uh, the original IT, Isaiah Thomas. Okay. Um, at a signing in a, and I, obviously me being me, I rocked up in a Bulls gear. Yeah. And he said, uh, <laughs> have you really turned up to meet me wearing this? Oh, mate, what are you doing? And me thinking I was being funny, I said, let's be honest, Isaiah. You're from Chicago. You secretly love the Bulls. And at what point did he slap you? <laughs> Do you know what? He took it in good stead. He said, 
Well, he said, oh, do you know, like, you're lucky I don't get Bill Lambert here. And I was like, Bill Lambert, I was like, let's not mess around here, Isaiah. I'll just call Dennis. Oh. Um, you know, like, so we had a bit of, we had a bit of back and forth. And, and then I met, uh, I met Emmanuel Moudier because he was currently okay. with, it was the Pacers Nuggets game. Um, so I met him and he was, you know, really, really, really happy to be there. He wasn't. Um, he was, he was miserable, but, but I could respect it. And then kind of the following year, I was lucky. I went to, um, I got to do a little bit more access. So I got to interview Rip Hamilton, uh, Andre Miller. Um, so that was cool. Um, and then as we were kind of waiting to interview Andre Miller and Rich Hamilton in this like really nice hotel in London, Dikembe Mutombo just walked past. Oh, for real? Wait, okay. Did, 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 when you saw him, yeah. did you do it? No, no, <laughs> no. I, I know what you're going to No. I didn't. Every every part of me was like stand in front of Dikembe Mutombo and wag your finger and go no no no. And do you know what? Like I seen Dikembe Mutombo and I was like, that's a big old man. Yeah. Like that is a big 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 man. And and you're about to interview Rip Hamilton and you know you need to be somewhat professional, and you can't get asked to leave now. Um. So so that was cool because then obviously I got to go to the practices. So um, I got to go practice. I seen the Sixers practice. Um, I interviewed uh, Joel Embiid, uh, JJ Redick. Oh, cool. uh, did a little bit with Ben Simmons, um, TJ McConnell. Uh, then the Celtics team. So obviously I got um, one word in with Kyrie Evan. Um, what was that word? Uh, he was just mobbed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> okay. so, oh, thanks for that. <laughs> okay. Um, but um, Marcus Smart, um, so that was cool. Uh, then the year after that, so in between that, I um, I just sound like I'm flexing. This is awful. No, mate, mate, this is um, cool, man. As a basketball fan, like, mate, I'm, I'm geeking out. This is great. So then I was lucky enough, like later on that year, um, through through 2K, they reached out to NBA, like NBA 2K. They reached out to um, NBA UK fans. So like we're running an event. Would you would you be able to? Are you available on these days? So like, we kind of worked out who's available and hours. And I was like, oh, it'll probably be an event down in London. Um, it'll be cool. Mm. And then they were like, do you have a passport? What? I was like, where, where do you think I'm based? <laughs> I don't need to fly to London. Um, so long story short, it they said, oh, we're we're flying just to Athens. What? To uh to announce to announce the new cover star of NBA Turkey, but we can't tell you who it is. Oh, I was shit. like, well, it's, it's a bit obvious, <laughs> isn't it? It's a bit obvious, isn't it? <laughs> like, so so that was like a really cool event because like I got to go there with like like some of my friends as well, like that I met over there. So like Mo Muncy, the Hoop Genius, was there. Mike Miller, um, Joe Holbert. So, like, there's just these, like, four guys that we'd all been to events together and, like, seen mm. each other in, you know, like, in the UK. And there's just, like, a surreal moment where we're, we're stood on top of a balcony at the Hilton in um, Athens, just overlooking the Acropolis. Just, like, this is a bit mental. You know, like, we're, we're really stood here. About, and then um, we obviously were there for seeing Giannis get, get announced. And, and I seen Giannis. I didn't get to interview him, but... I seen him and, and I got to see so yeah, it was just that's one probably one of the coolest moments of my entire life. Like Mate, that sounds amazing. Just kind of like being being just, you know, flew to Athens and 
and seeing like you know Giannis get announced and interviewed Ronnie Two K and yeah, it was it was a life changing experience to be fair. It was it was one of their moments. I was just like you know, I kind of sat there and uh, you know watching games at one o'clock in the morning, tweeting about it, and you know now we're here. Um, so yeah, that was that was insane. <laughs> drinking, you know, you've made it. Oh, you know, drinking free beers and eating massive steaks all on the account of somebody else. I was, oh, you know, I felt like a baller. It was pretty good. <laughs> um, who's who's the favorite person that you've interviewed? So the favorite person I've interviewed. So I was I was fortunate enough in 2019 uh, when we had our last London games, which was obviously the Knicks mm. and Wizards, and uh, I was fortunate okay. enough to be able to sit down and interview uh, Sean Marion. Um, okay. There's a beautiful clip of me of me telling asking Sean Marion if he if he thought Luka Doncic was slept on. And his reply to me was, are you calling fourth in the draft slept on? <laughs> Enough said. It's like, well, I mean, joke's on him because fourth in the draft was slept on. He got picked as rookie of the year. <laughs> so, bonus point to me, Sean Marion. You may be the Matrix, but I am the G-Shack. Hey. <laughs> um, Cue the forward and then, uh And then, obviously, I think that, yeah, forward roll. Uh, um, literally barrel roll with a by a barrel shaped man, um, and uh, and then obviously uh, that was lucky enough to be around that for that week. So I got to interview uh, Karon Butler, um, who's just he's probably the best person I've interviewed. Okay, because um, he was just really honest about talking about the game and outside of basketball, and and what he's put in place. And he you know he endorses players to. Once you make it to the league, you know, do an online degree, you know, because basketball isn't for life. Make investments, a bit like Shaq did, so that after basketball, it's not all Bentleys and and the baller lifestyle. You know, you have to live and provide after. So that was really nice to kind of sit down and, and chat to him. And also got to interview uh, George Mershon. So for anybody who doesn't know, he's officially the tallest player to ever play in the NBA um, from from Romania. Um, there's an amazing picture of me on Instagram stood next to him. I'm literally next to his hip. Um, he is a big old guy. I think he's seven foot seven. Um, so yeah, like he's a big guy. So uh, I have had some amazing experiences. Um, and, and fortunate enough as well to to do a little bit of online interviewing as well. But I can't say too much about that at the minute, depending on when this pod comes out. So. We'll talk oh. after. We'll, 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 we'll oh. talk after recording, Nathan. We'll talk after recording. You tease, bro. Cheeky, cheeky. <laughs> All right, man. All right, let's let's move on. Okay. Um, it's just two more sections, right? Um, this next section is something we, we spoke about already. I've been a stand-up comedian, obviously, comedy something that's very you know near and dead to my heart. And you know, gee, Shaq, you, you you're a funny guy. You know, I, th- I, th- I think you could you could do something on a stand-up Thank stage. You. Thank you. Um, I appreciate so, that. I appreciate that. So let's say NBA UK fans are doing a comedy night, right? The uh, yep. the acts on stage are people from the NBA world, players, uh, coaches, whoever. Who's on the bill? So obviously, as discussed, we, we spoke about previously. The you know, Blake Griffin's done a bit of stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the in-running joke that he is the love child of Carrot Top, so it's in his genes. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think Blake's a pretty funny guy, but he, I, I see him as somebody yeah. who he, gen, he, he, he understands 
the art of stand-up. He, he, he respects it. Mm. Um, and I think that is something that is much more than just being a funny guy, in my opinion. Okay. And, and I'm sure you'll agree. And so he's done a, he's done a few um, open mic nights. Um, he performed at the, the, comedy, uh, the comedy store in, in um, L.A., which has had some amazing acts at it. Mm. Um, I'm sure there was a little bit of a backhander probably involved to get him there. Yeah, um, but, I mean, he still has to do his thing. You it? know, if you're going to see... You know, if, and he's and from what I can gather, he smashed it, and he is generally a pretty funny guy. So I think him. Obviously, you've got to put Shaq in there. Okay, here's the thing. Yeah, Shaq. Def, I mean, Blake Griffin. Yes. Um, if you haven't seen him, he 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 does this uh, thing called dad jokes with all deaf on on YouTube, and he's he's got quite a, like a dry, stone face kind of sense of humor, but it, it works. It, it, he he's funny. Um, you said Shaq, yeah. Yeah. Okay, would you have Shaq by himself or would you have Shaq with Charles Barkley as a double act? I mean, so there's two ways I go about it. I'd either have Shaq and Charles as a double act mm-hmm. um, or I'd go completely, I'd go Danny DeVito, Schwarzenegger vibes and I'd have Shaq on stage with Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> just just a visual of that is funny. Like, I feel like that would, and because Muggsy Bogues, from what I can see, is a pretty funny guy. And I just think, like, them on stage, I'd, I'd, I'd lose it at that. I'd be... <laughs> and an underlining, under, under another one, I think, who is so funny, and, and it's mainly just because he doesn't care. I think Greg Popovich on a stand-up stage would be hilarious. Okay. Because he's so dry in his approach. Okay, that's nice. But, but you're the professional. What, what do you think? Who, who you know... You're obviously going to MC the event. Who have we got on stage, Nath? Oh no, no, no! I don't think I would MC. I don't think I would MC the event. You know, I think I, would, I just want to be in the audience and enjoy this. But I, I think, I think Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin is. He, I think he's a shoe in. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> see now, I was going Shaq and Charles Barkley, but I wouldn't be. I wouldn't dismiss the idea of Shaq and uh, Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> I would I wouldn't dismiss that because I think that that as a double act does work. Yeah. <sighs> um, okay. So okay. So, say we need we need an opener, a middle, and, and a closer. All right. Okay. So sh- shall we say? I mean, obviously, obviously, for the closer, we're not going to have Kyle Lowry. No, oh, don't mate. That's 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 uncalled for. That was un- <laughs> there was no need for that, Ooh. mate. Can we just edit the podcast now? <laughs> um, okay. So let's, <laughs> let's go. Let's go, Blake. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Blake can open, right? <clears throat> Shaq and uh, Muggsy can middle. I mean, a closer. Uh, uh, I don't know. Who, who could close? Who's funny enough to close a comedy show in the NBA world? Uh, who is that funny? Uh, coaches? Or, I mean, I would do Kawhi out of pure sarcasm, but I don't know if the audience would get it. Yes. But do you know what? Like, forget forget the rest of the audience, Nathan. Me and you would get it. We'd find it hilarious. <laughs> like, that, that's true. That's true. Just, that's true. Just Kawhi on the stage, like, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Like, we, we'd be on the guy. floor rolling around. Yeah, yeah. You'd you'd have you'd have you'd have the rum on deck. You'd be gone. So like you know like yeah. we're we're loving it. <laughs> Okay, that so that's that's our that's our comedy lineup. But um, no, I, I, what what about what about like 
one of the Lopez brothers. They're pretty funny guys, you oh, know. Yeah. Like you've got the whole mascot thing going. It's a little bit slapstick humor. It doesn't yeah, really yeah. translate. It's more of a sketch show, but you know, like, you know, they're pretty funny guys. Like With the whole like the whole WWE know. wrestling pre-game and stuff that they do in the tunnel. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. See. No. All right. Let's. Okay. Here's. Okay. Let's have Blake Griffin to open. All right. The Lopez brothers in the middle. Kawhi yep. to close. The MC is Shaq yep. and Muggsy. Yep. Boom. Deal. That's it. Book it. The NBA it. UK Fans Comedy Club. Done. That's happening. Okay, I don't know if um, um, Bryn can uh, make some calls and get that set in stone. I don't know what our budget is, but here we go. I'm sure he can. He, he lives in Dubai. He lives in Dubai. <laughs> he can fine. afford it. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. All right, Bryn, if you listen... Uh, can you uh, get get Blake, Shaq, Muggsy, uh, Kawhi, and the Lopez brothers on on the phone? And yeah, let's let's do this, man. Um, <laughs> all right, let's do it. G Shaq, one more uh, one more uh, like challenge question for you. So on every episode, we have uh, our our all time starting five. Okay, doesn't have to be the best players, but players that are that could be best players or players that mean something to you. You just your ultimate all time starting five, right? Yeah. Who you choose will go on to the next episode. So okay. at the moment, because so the last episode we had uh we had Jimmy, and he chose uh, Jimmy Zink. He chose uh, oh he chose Muggsy actually. He chose Muggsy, uh, MJ, Grant Hill, Dennis Rodman, and Shaq. Okay. So at the moment, that's that's our starting five. Okay. So unless you choose the exact same five. That will go through to the next episode. Okay. So let me ask you, bro, who, who's in your starting five? Okay, so point guard, we're going to have the answer, Alan Iverson. Oh, my man. I had him as well. Okay, what, why, 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 uh, why Iverson? Because he's just, he's the man that transcended sport. He yeah. literally changed bylaws. He's a baller. He's got an interest in history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's just all out, just an absolute legend. Underrated, in my opinion, as as everyone yeah. views, you know, like probably the player that I believe should have got a ring more than any is Allen Iverson. Mm. Well, it's just that that Lakers team, isn't it? If it weren't for that Lakers team, yeah, um. yeah. So so shooting guard, shooting guard. I've got to go with the Black Mamba. Yep, cool. Yep, Kobe's in there. I'm gonna be a little bit cheeky and say I can't get rid of MJ, so he's playing small forward. Okay. Okay. No. I know it's controversial, but but we'll take. But he's that good, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, who did who did Jimmy have at power forward? He had Rodman. Okay, I'm gonna get rid of Rodman. Okay. I know, I know, okay. controversial, but I'm gonna replace him with Kevin Garnett. Hey, KG's in the house. Okay. KG. Yeah. Okay. Well, what? Like, obviously, KG at power forward. Like, he's 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 trash talking, and then the main man at the it's top. Got, come on, it's obvious. Is my boy Shaq? Hey, like there we go. If I didn't go for him, yeah, like you know, like it had to be Shaq. Like as much as it pains me that I could have put Joakim Noah back in the starting <laughs> five, it, it had to be Shaq. It had to be. Yeah, I couldn't not. Okay, so Shaq, Shaq so far isn't ever present. He's been in everyone's uh, starting five so far, as he should. Yeah, I mean he's he's just the most the most powerful dominant center, like that a whole generation and more I've seen. So, yeah. Okay, so just to recap, your starting five, you got AI, Kobe, MJ, Kevin Garnett, and Shaq. That is a... That's a team. That's a team. That's a five right there, man. 
That's that's eighty two and zero. Jeez, how do you stop that? That's eighty two yeah. and zero. Oh, COVID. <laughs> COVID. And, and even then, COVID would struggle. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. I, gosh. I mean, I, it's yeah. hard to see how that would change. Um, obviously, people have their own personal views. But even still, that's that's a good side, man. That's a very good side. Like, I feel like in episodes bygone, people, the only player that for me can get moved, the positions that are movable. I feel like the shooting guard and the small forward spots, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, okay. nobody's touching them. <laughs> like, until you get a Brooklyn Nets fan on who's going to put Durant in. Or, or, or a Lakers fan who's going who's gonna to put LeBron in. It, I think that's a solid five. That's that's a fantasy five for me. Yeah, That's a fire five, bro. G-Shack, man. It's, a, it's, been, it's been fun, man. It's been a pleasure uh, to, you know, to, to have you on your podcast. But telling your story, man. Some great stories, man. Some great great things, man. Thanks very much. If people want to find you and follow you and stuff, where can they do so, bro? So, first of all, thank you for having me on my own podcast. It means a lot to be asked to be on my own podcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, you can fi- you can honestly find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook, YouTube. I believe I've covered all of the mainstream social medias with Ginger Shack. So, I own the market on that handle. So, if you enjoy nonsensical basketball chat, sensational kicks, and awful takes, I am your man. <laughs> yes. um, definitely, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out because I want to see this uh, this NBA 2K cover, man. That sounds amazing. It is cool. Uh, cool, well, bro. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much for coming on, man. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this. Um, we'll be back with some more stories from uh, basketball fans. But for the meantime, thank you. This has been me, myself, and basketball. Uh, brought to you by NBA UK Fans Podcast, which is uh, by the fans, for the fans. Till next time, man. Laters. <laughs>